listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for March 28, 2021, the Sunday of the Passion, Palm Sunday. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Elizabeth Garnsey. It's based on Mark, chapter 11, verses 1 through 11, and chapter 14 through chapter 15, verse 47. We've been told to avoid large crowds for more than a year now, because being in a crowd can make you sick. Health scientists have identified early on large crowds as super spreaders of the 21st century contagion that has now killed more than two and a half million people worldwide. And yet, we love being in crowds. We miss being in crowds. Who doesn't miss concerts and live theater and stadiums and ball fields? And not least of all, for those of us gathered here around this screen today, We miss going into a full church and singing and passing the peace with warm handshakes and hugs. When we have a good crowd experience, it's because we have felt united to other people. There's a rush to be had when sharing an experience or a common cause together with dozens or hundreds or even thousands of people at the same time in the same place. There's the emotional thrill of cheering and laughing or crying and chanting or singing in a crowd that you just can't get alone. Crowds are powerful, but they are not always life-giving. And as we've been dutifully warned this year, they can be downright dangerous. And virus is not the only contagion that can spread quickly throughout a crowd. There's a reason mob mentality is never a positive term. Witness Palm Sunday. Every year we revisit our role as the maddening crowd on this Sunday with two names and two identities, the Sunday of the Passion and Palm Sunday. In years when we can process and sing, we add our voices to the throngs lining the road to Jerusalem that Jesus on his donkey rides along in humble majesty. And within the space of a few minutes, we are the same crowd, now a mob, and this time shouting, crucify him. How does the crowd in first century Jerusalem hail this teacher and healer as a king one day and call for his public execution the next? What goes wrong? The text of the gospel story makes it plain. Jesus might have died for our sins, But what's historically true is he was killed for fear of the mob. The religious authorities, out of fear and jealousy, stir up the crowd against Jesus until they scream for blood. Pilate seeks to satisfy the bloodthirsty crowd, and he hands Jesus over to be crucified. Jesus was killed because he chose people in need over the laws of his religious institution. He chose a bleeding woman over purity codes. He chose children over those in high positions. He engaged outcasts and foreigners in ways that made him an enemy of the system. He preached the Beatitudes to a world of violence. He challenged some to live differently so that life could be better for everyone, not just for the privileged and powerful. Because he embraced the voiceless and the forgotten, Jesus met quickly with jealousy and resentment, anger and ill will. 
And we like to think we would not have joined in with those calls to crucify Jesus if we had been there in the first century. But crowds have a way of spreading their contagion quickly and making us sick, especially when fear holds sway for a common cause and malicious intent gets the megaphone. When individuals become crowds, we have a way of forgetting ourselves and letting the collective noise drown out our inner voice of conscience. We have a way of joining in and doing and saying what everyone else is doing and saying, even if these are not things we would take part in on our own initiative. Individuals caught up in a crowd have a way of shirking their sense of personal responsibility when no one individual can be held accountable for the violence or dangerous behavior of a crowd that kills or injures innocent people or demonizes the opposition or the outsider. But the 20th century rabbi, Abraham Joshua Heschel, famously said, indifference to evil is worse than the evil itself. In a free society, some are guilty, but all are responsible. Some are guilty, but all are responsible. Some are guilty, but all of us are responsible. And what does responsibility mean but the ability to respond to a situation and the ability to respond wisely? There's a big difference between responding wisely and reacting out of fear or emotion, frustration or anger. But it takes deep spiritual work to become responsible instead of reactionary. And deep spiritual work takes time. The way a seed takes time there in the dark soil to take root and grow. We don't often stop to consider that part of Jesus' humanity was that he too had to do this work. Jesus repeatedly withdrew from large crowds in order to go up mountains or into deserts, off by himself to pray. It was there, away from the crowds, that he attuned his heart to the heart of God and to his mission, so he could return to his public life and to the crowds and continue responding rather than reacting to the needs he saw everywhere. And he instructs us to do the same. Remember at the beginning of Lent on Ash Wednesday, we hear his teaching. Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Go into your room and shut the door. We need to go into the interior of our hearts, away from the noise of crowds and chaos and disorder, the same way Jesus had a practice of doing, if we are to attune ourselves to the better voice of wisdom, if we are to become responsible and not reactionary when hardships come our way. It is in quietude, in the contemplative places, like a seed placed deep within the soil, where growth and transformation can take place. It is in that dark soil where our roots can go down and find the wisdom and the ability to respond to life's challenges and injustices, rather than react to them out of the shallow places of emotion, resentment, or fear. 
deep in the soil of contemplation and prayer, is where we find the wisdom to separate our emotional reaction from our wise response. So even when we find ourselves in a crowd, we don't have to be of the crowd. It is by spending time in prayer that we do the work to remove ourselves from the contagions of fear, jealousy, resentment, ill will, and anger, those emotions that can spread so quickly when we just go along with the crowd. And we humans can lose ourselves quickly to this mob mentality just as easily around a family dinner table, through social media, in a business meeting, or among friends, just as insidiously as we can during a first century festival in Jerusalem or a 2021 rally in Washington, D.C. As we enter into the drama ahead that is Holy Week, let us leave today's crowds behind and follow the way of the cross by following Jesus, who carries his cross unflinching and with dignity and honesty, never hesitating to speak the truth, never reacting, but always responding with his very being and always finding a way to take responsibility for the welfare of others, even to the bitter end. Let us meditate in the deep interior of our hearts upon Jesus' model for facing the losses, injustices, and failures that continue to wreck our world, crush our spirits, and send us into despair. Facing these dark places with Jesus as our guide over time shapes us into people for whom life's daily deaths are never the end. This Holy Week, let us go back to where we began Lent, to the interior of our hearts, as seeds in the soil, and let God meet us there. I leave you with this poem by Wendell Berry. The seed is in the ground. Now may we rest in hope while darkness does its work. You can find more sermons on our website at www.stmarksnewcanon.org.